0: The Big Footy Port LA podcast is proudly sponsored by New Vision. My team, Kanda Power.
1: I love the power. 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 I love the power. power. Good evening. Welcome to the Port Preview podcast for Round 22 the against the Ballarat Bulldogs. It'll be a Saturday afternoon game at Mars Stadium in Ballarat. Uh, being played at one forty five pm Mars Stadium. We could go to all the exotic places of Port Adelaide.
0: Oh, um, <laughs> I'm for China, now it's Mars.
1: <laughs> We're on a mission to Mars. That's lovely. I hope they use it as a headline. <laughs> That's it. Uh, yeah, mission to Mars Stadium. Um, I'm for Joining me is Mecca. Um, Hello, Mecca. Mate,
0: how are we? Yeah,
1: I'm good. I'm good. That's good. <laughs> I, I buried my head. I buried my head in statistics before the game because I found an interesting one, to talk about in a I little can bit. See. But um, mm. it's a weird one. It's a weird one. Mm. Um, anyway, all right. So look, uh, why don't we just jump into the the news that everyone will want to talk about, or hear about, or whatever else? Um, and that is the minor news that Todd Marshall's been named. But the more important news oh. that we have to think of puns and headlines and nicknames for Todd Marshall, um, which is you know hugely important to do. Um, I've got a list, but Mac, I just want to know if you've thought of any since you're at The Rundown. I'll
0: tell you what, all I hear all day long on Big Footy is how great Marshall is at this and how wonderful Marshall did at that. Marshall, yeah. Marshall, Marshall! <laughs> <laughs> I'm sick of it!
1: I, I like that one. My, mine aren't any better. Um, <laughs> my, my first one was partial to a Marshall. Marshall um, to a Marshall. And, th- and then there's like, if you taste a good mark, it's like, court martial. Mm. <laughs> You know, court martial, sort of thing. Uh, you got martial art. Um, yep. This one kind of works, Marshall Mellow. Yep.
0: Um,
1: the, the next one, I don't know why I even thought of it, Back Us Marshall. It was in Back Us Marshall on the way to Bel That Bally is I have
0: terrible. No that is the, the worst <laughs> thing I've ever heard in my life. That thing.
1: Uh, yeah, thank you. But let's keep going because it's probably worse. Uh, the Monster Marshall. The um, monster Marshall, okay. And then you go into the, like, the Todd ones. So Hot Toddy, uh, mm. the to do list, the Todd Oo list. <laughs> um, <laughs> Total, total recall after he gets dropped and comes back and then I just had a couple of bad nicknames so it's Sweeney Todd, so Sweeney uh, and after Todd Woodbridge, so just Woodbridge which is terrible, I think you'd go with Sweeney of those two but there's probably 10 billion better ones than that as well
0: and look, um, if you ever request a trade it'll be forgetting Todd Marshall
1: <laughs> oh, that's a good one, yes movie puns, love them mm. <laughs> oh dear,
0: wow yeah, and he's named, I'm very excited very excited! This is the most exciting news uh, I think we've ever had on this podcast. To be honest. Oh, uh, really? In five years, I reckon this is the most exciting. Uh, well, I'll say the most exciting player um, player inclusion. I'll say into the team. <laughs> I can't think of yeah. one that was more exciting in the last five years. Ah, uh, yeah,
1: maybe. Yeah. Come on, Ollie Wines, though.
0: Yeah, we weren't doing the podcast then. Oh, oh
1: sorry. Okay. Mm. Yeah, okay. Then I don't... Yeah, I guess you're probably right. I guess yep. you're probably right. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fair. That's mm. fair. No, it's certainly right up there. Um. Yeah. All right. Anyway, look, let's move along. Um, the next thing is just an upside for this weekend, which is pointing out that we have an unbeaten record against the Bulldogs in Ballarat. Uh, the downside that band- That's good news. Down- the downside being that they have an unbeaten record against us at Ballarat and at Ballarat oh, in general. So change. Oh. strange. Yeah, it doesn't work out a lot well. Um, and while I was doing stats for the actual regular stuff, I found a weird stat, which has actually flipped completely upside down or pretty close to in the last f- four seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is basically I was working out something to do with forward line efficiency or rather um, forward line how you get your goals. And the statistic was, what percentage of your inside 50s result in marks inside 50? Mm. So you think that's a stat that you want to have pretty high. Like, you you know, if if you're getting a lot of marks inside 50s as a percentage, it means you're hitting up marking forwards when you go forward. Um, And so that's, you know, ideally what we want to do. You know, certainly it's what everyone in the crowd always complains about, is that we're not kicking to marking forwards, um, that sort of thing. Yeah. Interestingly, the worst ratios, as in the most – the the lowest percentage of the inside 50s that result in a mark in the forward line are in order. Sydney's the worst. Port's the second worst. Adelaide is the third worst. GWS is the fourth worst. Geelong is the fifth worst. West Coast is the sixth worst. Melbourne is the seventh worst. Richmond is the eighth worst. And that's pretty close to the top eight. It is, yeah. Um, I I think that says a lot because I went back and I looked at 2014, which is the last time we were decent, and basically all top eight sides were at the opposite end of the statistic four years ago. Um, and the only interesting thing is that Brisbane have been the one opposite to everyone else both times. So right now they have the best ratio when it's all the good teams had bad ones. And last time they had a bad ratio when all the good teams had good ones. Mm. Um, uh, so it makes me wonder, like, does this mean, is this, is this a side effect of the forward press? Making it so that you have less planned entries to okay. the forward line in a traditional manner? Yep. Um, is the let it forward dead. Um, are we now worried that it's going to... Be, or are we now playing guys like Howard and Marshall because we're thinking, well, maybe that will make it a difference maker in finals if you have got marking forwards?
0: Um, I think it's just because the top eight sides usually get the ball forward a lot more. Um, and that's pretty much it, all I've got. To be honest, I, I can imagine why Sydney would be worse because they've got Franklin, who usually takes a mark about fifty-five out and has a pot shot at goal like yep. every time he gets mm. the ball. Yeah, sure. Um, so, you, so you're not going to mark anything from Franklin when he marks sort of between fifty and sixty because it's just going to fly through the goals or points. Um, so I can understand why they've got the worst ratio. The the Crows one is um, is a surprise because they mm. have a lot of strong marking forwards inside fifty. Um, So that one is a surprise. So I can only imagine it's just because all the top eight teams get the ball forward so much that the ratio is lower. Um, Whereas you you guys like Brisbane, um, you know, they're, they're not really getting it forward all that often. I think maybe teams push a bit further up the ground to try and stop them from getting forward because they're not good enough to sort of deliver the ball that far up the ground. But when they do... Um, managed to get it up there. They've got a lot of space, so therefore they take more marks.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's interesting. Mm. Um, that and is, I guess
0: That is an interesting stat.
1: Yeah, and the interesting thing for me is, like, is this why it feels like footy's a bit shit to watch this year? Well, quite possibly, yeah. Because, <laughs> I mean, I think that... I'm Look, I'm, I still like traditional lead and marking forwards. Like, I still love that. That's still what I would consider to be good football. Um and all the best teams aren't doing that really as much yeah. as they used to. Um, I mean, you can a lot more why goals we've from got midfield.
0: Such a bad yeah. ratio because our our delivery inside fifty has been terrible all year, mm. um, for the most part. Um, you know, we either kick it over players' heads, or too short, or too wide, or you know, miss targets, and all this sort of stuff. So you can certainly understand why we've got a bad ratio. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, but um,
1: certainly. You could say that we are the exception, and that we're there just because we've got a genuinely bad forward approach. You could say that, absolutely. Yeah, you yeah. um, but you wouldn't. But it's, it's, when you look at that, you know, that congruence between that list and the top eight, I'm not saying it's the sole determinant or anything like that. But it does seem to be that saying something about how the what is making a successful team in
0: 2017. Yeah. And well, um, if you want to, if you want to uh, win a premiership this year, don't take marks inside 50.
1: Well, no, it's not that necessarily because um, I think most of the. Pers- yeah.
0: I don't know. Bring back yeah, David White. It's mostly, that's what I have to say because he's going to about... drop everything inside
1: 50. <laughs> this could have been, yeah, this could have been Butchers' year. Um, you no, know, uh, I think it's more about um, making the most of stoppages inside 50. About, I think it's about the forward press, just making sure that you lock it in there is the most important thing yeah. um, more than anything else. I think that's probably mostly what it is. It's just showing that shift in the game. Mm. Um, but the fact that it's gone completely topsy-turvy in four years, I think that tells us a lot about football. <laughs> Uh, and I don't know. It's really interesting. It's very interesting. And even it shows that even the sides that have been consistently good have changed how they're doing things significantly in four years, which is fascinating. Sure. It is. Because um, you think that they always stay constant, but they don't. Yep. All right. So i bought everyone with stats, so if you survive the stats thing, there's going to be a lot less of them from here on mm-hmm. in the rest, the, the rest of the podcast, if you survive that one.
0: Well, looking you at really your run are, sheet, that's uh, actually untrue. But, um... well, no, because there's... We don't want to bore them more.
1: The stats are very short. The, yeah, the stats is part true. is really short. We just talk about it and then we talk about what it actually means. Yeah. Um, and speaking of my, my my low reliance on stats, let's get straight into another stat. Um, so we talk about the 2017 season for the Western Bulldogs. Um, they've obviously had the reigning premiers, but so far they've got 11 wins and nine losses. Uh, four wins on the trot before last week, where they lost to GWS Aucklands by 48 points, uh, and it's their second loss to GWS this year. Um, before that, the teams they beat were Carlton. At the MCG, Gold Coast in Cairns, Essendon at Docklands, and Brisbane at the Gabba. So they haven't really, if you look through their wins and losses, they haven't really beaten anyone all that good. Um, probably their no. best win was a five-point win against Richmond at Docklands. Which
0: well, they've got uh, they've got the same stats as we do. We've only beaten two either. teams inside the top eight, and so have they. So um, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, they've kind of mirrored our season a fair bit in that they're uh, they're winning against um, bad teams, but uh, struggling against the teams that. Um, uh, that they should probably be competing a bit better against.
1: Um... Yeah, look, there's no doubt about that. Um, so just getting down to looking at how they're winning and drawing, um, the most interesting thing for me, because you look for in stats, going stats again, I'm talking stats again, sorry people, um, is that they're bad in the air. So they are actually some interesting things. They have the fourth least contested marks in the league and the fifth least marks in total. Yep. For a mid-table side, that is obviously lower than it should be. Mm. They have the most contested marks taken against them in the league and the third most marks taken against them. Um, and marks inside 54 and against oh, are about right I for the latter position. I can understand
0: that. I can understand that.
1: So, all over the ground, they're bad in the air, which you'd have to think, like, that's why Marshall's in, to yeah. exploit it.
0: Yeah, I would think so. I mean, look, they're a relatively shorter side than, um, than most other teams. And a lot of their sort of key... Yeah. Position players are on the younger side as well. Um, They're still sort of learning their craft a fair bit. Um, So that might be a reason for that. Uh, It's not a surprise that they have the most contested marks against them in the league for me.
1: No, no, absolutely. Um, But it is interesting. Uh, And it's interesting to think you can have been the premiers the previous year and then have that kind of stat.
0: Yeah, well, that is true.
1: That is a bit weird. Mm. Um, next area that's happening, they're really getting smashed in ruck. Uh, they've got the, they're have got they winning the third least amount of hit outs, but they have the third most hit outs scored against them. Uh, and that's affecting their clearance rates, which are low. Um, the defensive mind in midfield, uh, but they're basically keeping the ball out of the defence, So they don't have huge numbers of inside 50s against them, but they also don't get it rebounded. They also don't rebound it all that much. Uh, and they don't get a lot of clangers. So they're really important about. Not coughing enough and maybe that's affecting their play. Maybe that's what's hurting them is that they are being so clangorous. Yeah. I don't
0: know. Look, uh, mm. they do get smashed in the ruck, and I mean, God, Matty Loby would have uh, really changed that around for them if uh, that trade had gone through a couple of years ago, wouldn't it?
1: <laughs> oh, that would have been so good if it had, wouldn't it? Oh my God.
0: <laughs> just back on the contested mark stat, I've just looked it up, yeah. and their their top contested markers are Bontempelli and, and Eastern Wood with twenty each. Yeah. Um, and then Liam Picken with 16, and then Marcus yep. Adams with 12. So you've got, uh, what, two sort of defenders and, and a couple of midfielders He's, there. Yep. Um, uh, Jake String has taken the most for a forward with nine, which is uh, exceptionally low uh, for a key Strings. forward. For your, for your best key forward to have only taken nine marks, nine contestant marks, uh, that's exceptionally, slow, uh, exceptionally low. Uh, Yeah, one every two
1: games Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, that's what I mean, it is quite surprising Um, And fortunately They're a bit like us in one respect Which is that they have shallow forward entries Um, Mm. Fifth for for, for inside 50s But they have the second most rebounds against Um, They have the worst conversion of inside 50s Into goals in the league At 21.4% For reference, Port is seventh worst And Adelaide are the best at 28% Richmond is the second worst, which I thought was interesting Um, They're a very defensive side And their forward conversion is not great um, short summary of the Bulldogs. They're a mid-table team, MACA. You they wouldn't are. think they were the reigning premiers. They're us, they're us in 2005. They're terrible.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, look, this was always a chance of happening. I know a lot of people thought that they might um, go on to bigger and better things again uh, this year and uh, kind of dominate, but there was always the chance that they might, might have a bit of a letdown um, just because last year was so exceptional and, and such a out of the box sort of thing Um, they probably won a premiership before I think they would have even expected to uh, in their list management so they've kind of gone back to where they probably should have been (laughs) sort of last year as well to be honest and and that's sort of fighting for the eight Um, Mm, mm. but yeah I mean again they've sort of struggled with injuries and and poor form to key players and and they haven't been um, afraid to drop players that haven't performed unlike us
1: yeah, that's true. Yeah, that is true. Um, there are only two games behind us for that as well. So I guess we'll see what works better longer-, longer term, hey? Yes. <laughs> um, all right. And so getting into this week, we're going to talk about Port Adelaide. And I've got very few stats left. So if you're really <laughs> having trouble, if you've managed to hang in this long, there's not many stats left at all. Um, so the selections for us, uh, the changes are basically in Riley Bonner, Todd Marshall and Sam Pepper. The Ooh. outs are Brendan Archie. Jarman Impey and Jasper Pittard and honestly I think this is the set of ins and outs that is close to making me the happiest so far this year.
0: Um, I can't (laughs) think of a week that it's been better. I've got to agree. I I do have to agree. I I saw um, the ins and I thought oh you beauty. This is just happy days right here. Todd Marshall coming in for his debut. I mean that's just extra special and um, I, I really hope he can do well and it might seem a little bit early, but he has kicked eight goals in the last two weeks in the uh, in the SA NFL. So he is getting a lot of the ball, kicking a lot of goals. Um, and look, that, that's just so exciting to see him into the side. I'm absolutely stoked that Riley Bonner's back for his first game for the year. Yeah. Um, and uh, SPP, well, you know, it's great to have him back as well.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty happy with that. Look, anything mm-hmm. that would have made me happier is if it was Atley back instead of Bonner. But I'm okay with that. It's all right.
0: Yeah, that's okay. And look, the players that go out Brendan Archie, Jarman Impey, and Jasper Pittard. Pittard's injured. Um, Brendan Archie uh, continues the merry-go-round in and out of the side. Uh, look forward to seeing him again next week. And nah. uh, Jarman Impey, he's out. Yeah. What he is. is going on? It finally happened.
1: I know, right? <laughs> look. I mean, if you, if you look at the changes I've made the last two weeks and people saying, oh, it's too little, too late, and it's like, well, is it? Or is this a sign that we're going to be really, really, really this is going to be the first trade period since Hinckley joined that we're going to go serious about trading out players? Because that's what this says to me. This says to me, okay, we are trying these players out so we know if we can rely on them. And if we feel like we probably can going forward, then there are going to be some changes to the senior list. This is what I'm really hoping it means mm. that we might finally be on the outgoing side of uh, sending players that are okay
0: but not great to other clubs, that would be good.
1: Um, I'm hoping that's what this means, but I guess we'll wait, have to wait and see.
0: Possibly. I mean, it's it's very strange that all these significant... And they are significant sort of structural and player mm. changes are happening now at the end of the season when we should really be a completely settled side going to the finals.
1: But mm-hmm. we're now
0: changing things completely around. Um, and you just have to wonder why this wasn't done, you know, six or seven weeks ago, as opposed to on the, uh, you know, on the, uh, on the edge of the final series.
1: Well, I mean, I guess the other thing that could happen, could have happened, is that we might have looked at our list. There might have been a little bit of review going on for the last few weeks at the top eight sides, and we're looking for our point of difference. Um, I know that's a marketing thing, um, mm. but in, in this case, I suppose it is also a marketing thing. But in this case, it's also a football thing. Um, you know. Uh, at the moment, the ways in which we're different are ways in which we are losing to better sides than us. So maybe those are the areas where we need to be more like them and that means probably bringing in a genuine tall backman in Howard and playing an extra key forward in Marshall. Yeah. Um, that's That seems... I mean, it just addresses address a lot of our concerns, doesn't it, Maka? Really? It does. Those, just those two. Yep. Um, so I guess we'll see how they go. Uh, it would have been nice if they had a bit more practice in the run, but, hmm. you know, they'll make what, ch- what they can of the chances, so that's good. Um, all right, let's go section by section. Uh, first of all, the ruck contest. We've just talked about how the rucks are not doing great. Uh, this week, it's Ryder against Jordan Ruffhead. How do you feel about that, mecca?
0: Oh, I feel pretty confident about that one. I, I do like yeah, Jordan Ruffhead yeah. as a footballer. I like him a lot, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, Ryder should really um, have the job done there, you would think. Yeah, yeah, you'd think
1: so. I mean, it, you've got Ruffhead had five clearances last week, 20-something touches. Um, what, no, hit out, sorry, not touches. Um. Yeah, he did alright. Um. But I think that right I mean, in his form, apart from being bitten by Jacobs, I mean, he, you have to think he's going to get the job done. Yeah. Um, midfield. It's all about Marcus Bontempelli, the Bont. And Pelly, it is a bit. Uh, it is. He's averaging four clearances, twenty-three touches, just over a, or just under a goal a game, and five tackles a game. Yeah. Um, that is pretty much exactly what you'd want from your best midfielder.
0: Yeah, pretty much. I don't think he's had the greatest year, to be honest. I think he's probably gone down just a little touch from last year um, in terms of just how damaging um, he's been. Uh, but look, you know, 90% of Bontempele is still you know better than 95% of the <laughs> midfielders in the league, pretty much. So um, he's still going to be super dangerous. Um, Jack McRae has had a great year, I think, as well. Lucky yeah. Hunter's been all right. Um, yeah. Liberatore is the one that has really struggled he's um, mm-hmm. suffering a massive premiership hangover um, and it's no wonder because Huge. I'm sure he's probably just getting over the hangover from the pre-season uh, now from all the drinking he would have done um, but he's he's had a shocking <laughs> year, he's had a terrible year um, but yeah I mean outside of those sort of big names they, they do sort of run a little bit thin through the midfield as well so they're not great yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm feeling pretty confident about the midfield going into this one. Yeah, look, um,
1: I think Toby McLean's reasonably important
0: um, for them. Bob Murphy's
1: actually been—he's quite high in their inside 50s this year. He's being a bit more forward. Um, yeah. But then you've got a bunch Dullhouse of outside accumulators. Year as
0: well. Yeah, has, Dull- uh, continued on his form from last year. So. Dohhouse is all right.
1: Suckling and Daniel—they're pretty outside, um, mm. particularly Suckling. Um, and I think they're just really just accumulators, pretty much. I don't think there's anything special about them. Um, yeah. Yeah, they're all beatable. They're all beatable. But we'll get to motivations and stuff later on, I guess. Um, yeah. Because they've got a lot this week.
0: They do.
1: Um, going forward, Jake Stringer and Liam Picken are their best for goals. And they're averaging just over a goal a game. Uh, Marcus Bontempelli is their third highest goal kicker from midfield. Uh, and uh, Repath, Jeremy Repath, is fourth most goals with 15. He's got the most marks inside 50. And he's not playing this week. <laughs> <laughs> They've named Travis Cloak in the side, which is just, they're fucked. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, he's not had uh, a great year, Travis Cloak. He's kicked nine goals in nine games. Um, he's, he's really sort of, he's at the end of his career, let's face it. Oh, yeah. I mean, the, the the glory days of Travis Cloak are over, that's for sure. And, well, they just haven't kicked a lot of goals this year at all, really. Um, no, no. They really have struggled in, in that regard. So, again, that uh, coming up against what should be a pretty good Port Adelaide defence. I'm feeling pretty confident.
1: Yeah, it should be. Um, but then we get down to their defence. And there is a player there that might go forward and have Macca cursing the world. Um, we'll get to that in a minute. Um, <laughs> Jason Johannes is their main returner in defence. Their defence is okay. You know, Del Morris is all right. Yeah. Um they've named Lewis Young in defence. It's his fifth game for the year. He's Macca's mate, if you're listening to the draft yes. podcast. Um he was listed as a KP a key position forward. He played for Sturt. Macca was really, really big on him. Um and he's playing against us this week. Yes. Um he might he might go forward. Maybe I he'll get it. maybe Travis Cloak will maybe Travis Cloak will shoot himself early and uh, he'll put Young up forward.
0: <laughs> I doubt it, because they'll need someone to play on Dixon and Marshall and Westhoff. So, well, I can't... Yeah, look. True. Lewis Young has been playing defence for them all year um, mm-hmm. at VFL level and uh, in the AFL. He's played five games and played really, really well. Uh, he reads the play exceptionally well, takes a lot of marks, and uh, gets a lot of the footy as a good user of the ball. So, um, seeing Lewis Young against Todd Marshall, that uh, brings back memories from last year and uh, looking forward to it. Yeah. Um,
1: got a question. Oh, actually, a couple of questions on Spreaker Chat. Sorry, I haven't been checking in there. Actually, about um, do want to know
0: if we're going to tag Jason Johannesson. Well, do we tag anyone ever? Like, Except for Rory Sloan with our captain, which didn't work. Yeah. Um, probably not. I don't know. No, I, I would no. think that we probably should because he really has struggled this year against um, some more sort of physical game. But I'm just not sure who we would sort of do that with. Like, who, who would you run with Jason Johannesson? I don't know. I mean, the player I that I... I would have said if had dropped him. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was going to say. is He mm. would be the, the player which would have the sort of traits that could run with him and, and maybe shut him down a bit. But uh, with him out of the side, I just don't think we've got anybody else, uh, especially in that forward line, that could sort of do that sort of job or that we would want to do that uh, job. Oh, I just had a horrible thought. What if they use Todd Marshall? <laughs> No, he's got no. he's
1: got the best speed to do it. He's got the height to outmark him. Um,
0: no, if
1: it's going to be anyone would be Jake <laughs> Nee. Nah, he's too. Yeah, I oh, don't know. I wouldn't rate him on that. But I know what you're saying. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. no, sure enough. Um. And Have Craig Jones on Spreaker chat has asked if Howard will play on cloak, which I think that's probably will happen.
0: Uh, no, I well, not be, might, I, no, I would. I might. No, I would be unhappy Curry. with that to be. Honestly, this is the sort of game where we should be playing Dougal Howard up forward because they've got a pretty small Mm defence. And uh, we can maybe uh, try and exploit them in that fashion. Um, I would like to see Cleary on Cloak because I think he's got the the strength to sort of go with him. Um, Jonas on Stringer um, is is something that I would do. And um, Howard really doesn't have (laughs) anyone down back that he can play on um, in that regard. The only other thing that I could see happening is maybe if Jonas plays on Dixon and therefore Howard would play on someone like Stringer.
1: Yeah, maybe. Um, it just makes me think also that we're ter- returning to the glory days against the Bulldogs when they never used to beat us because what we'd do is we'd name all of our, play- all of our tall players in the game and we'd play them all up forward and they'd have no one to play on them. Yeah. Um, we almost could be doing that this week, which would be pretty awesome. That's true. I, I used to love when we did that. It was just so obvious and it always worked.
0: Well, it's very handy that Redpath and Boyd are out, I've got to say. It's, um,
1: oh, it's super handy. Yeah, got be yeah. thankful for that. Yeah, it's good for us. Mm. Um, so the game in general, coach, should be should we be concerned about Luke Beveridge? He's yes. the premiership coach. They've won the last two. Um, we won the first one. Yes, fair enough, we should be. Um, and then it comes down to which side has the psychological advantage. This is a much more complicated one than, I suppose, has been for a while. In any game we've played, um, we're higher on the ladder, but they're the running premiers. It's a new football ground for both teams, but they'll have the home crowd home and they'll probably train there a fair bit or at least a bit. Mm. Um, Bob Murphy's retired, so they want to make the finals for him. Um, if they don't win this, they're going to miss the finals. Um, if we win this, we're in the finals, and if we lose this, we might not be. Yeah.
0: Um, it's all about there's... the Murphy factor for me, I think. Um, you know, he's retired this week. I think he was originally from Ballarat, so um, really? that adds another sort of... Um, Another thing to be mindful of there. Um, so yeah, look, I think if anybody has a psychological advantage going into this game, it's certainly them.
1: Certainly, they'll have the commentator advantage. Um, mm. If you don't, if don't, just don't put the commentary on this week if you're watching it on a TV because you just your head's going to explode. You're going to get yep. completely sick of it. Um, everyone's going to talk about you know Western Bulldogs and Ballarat, blah blah blah. Bob Murphy, oh they've got to win, da da da. It's all the story. It's all the story. It's the Western Bulldogs story. Yep. Fuck off. off. <laughs>
0: So, question, what is a pass mark for Todd Marshall this week?
1: Um, play most of the game. Uh, two goals. Two goals?
0: Yeah.
1: Okay. Or or, a bunch of
0: assists. Okay. How confident are you of him reaching that pass mark?
1: Oh, it really comes down... Well, this is the thing. I, I think that the main thing that's going to impact him doing that is the is if our midfield performs. Mm. Um, if our midfield performs as we've just sort of predicted they will, then I think that Marshall will get those two goals and or a bunch of assists. I think that'll happen. Um, if our midfield capitulates, then he's, he's screwed. He'll get nothing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, look, oh, I'm super excited that he's in, but look, I think there is a fair chance that he will have like a two-kick, one-mark type of game. Um, that's obviously the concern. It really depends on where he sort of plays on the ground, whether he plays really deep. Um, I would imagine in his first game with, with how his body is, that's more likely where he's going to be played with uh, Dixon sort of going a bit further beyond the 50 to find the ball. Mm. Um, yeah, but yeah. I guess the the better thing about that is that uh, Dixon's sort of been doing that anyway for the last sort of three months. Exactly. Um, exactly. And now we've actually got someone to kick to. <laughs> as opposed to Jake Need or Aaron Young, inside 50. So, um, that will be, um, yeah, that's where I think he might uh, get a bit of a, an advantage because he's quite tall. He's a great contestant, Mark. If he can clunk a couple in the goal square, oh, mate, I'll be a, I'll be a puddle. <laughs> I'll well, be so excited.
1: The thing that draft watchers know about um, Marshall is that he has got a fantastic first 20-metre pace um, when he goes on the lead, so... That's ideal for the current way we're playing. Absolutely ideal for us. Yep. Um, I just want to point out on Spreaker Chat, someone's being a bit mischievous. Um, they're called Kern. <laughs> um, and I think we're meant to believe it. It's Ken Hickley. Um, he's made a few comments. Um, first of all, saying that Lady wanted Palmer in too, but I didn't want to cause a reverse meltdown triggering another Ice Age. Uh, apparently, yeah. Kern loves the Portress, except when he, except uh, when Craig says Trengrove. Um I think there's probably a couple of other clients, but I'm not going to go through
0: them all. Oh, you see, welcome, not Ken. The show you. Yeah, welcome, welcome Karen. Welcome. <laughs> so what's a uh, pass so mark for, for Riley Bonner? A what's a pass mark for Riley Bonner as well?
1: I'll, I'll, look, I'll give you my pass mark for Riley Bonner. Mm. Don't kick backwards. <laughs> um,
0: don't, kick <laughs> don't kick out on the fool.
1: Don't kick out on the
0: Um And don't kick straight down Jake Stringer's throat in the last minute.
1: Or, or he, or, and and don't kick directly to Jason Johannesson.
0: Yes. If he does all those, those things, mine. I'll be happy.
1: Yeah, all of my like, things for Bonner, I yeah. don't. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> if, if, he, if he avoids all the don'ts, then he'll be playing at least an adequate game.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm very excited to see him back. You know, I'm a big fan. Um, mm. He really struggled in the pre-season, and that really pushed his sort of season back a fair bit. Yeah. Um, but look, he should be absolutely raring to go. Because I've got no doubt that he would have expected to have played at least a dozen games this year um, coming into the yeah. season. Uh, especially with his, his finish to last year as well and the fact that he was responsible for so much in the pre-season. Um, for him to only be getting his first game now, I think would have come as a fair bit of a shock. And hopefully it's a, a bit of a wake-up call for him and he comes <clears throat> in and, and does a great job this week.
1: Hopefully... But considering the knocks on him with the fact that he was sort of making bad decisions on the pressure, maybe the pressure isn't so great. So like, I guess we'll find out. Mm. Um, Interstate reckons his pass mark should be a 70% disposal efficiency, which is probably all right. That's a yes, that's men- all right. measure, I guess. That's but yeah, it's about the really bad ones. They don't... Yeah. Uh, and Craig Jones has said, don't forget to mention that all power members can get into the Port vs. Nord game for free this week, which, um,
0: yeah, that's nice. That's exciting.
1: Yeah. Nothing wrong with the Port Norwood game.
0: Yeah, that's always good.
1: All right, guess what? We're past the stats. We're out of stats. There's yeah. no more stats on the running sheet.
0: Let's get into questions. Question time. All right. Needs Gravy is asked, is it a concern we've only selected four halfback flankers this week?
1: No. Next question. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, it is a concern because I'm not sure what the players are going to do out there because uh, they're so used to having eight of them.
1: Um, well, they'll still have West off. Oh, that's... They'll always have West off.
0: <laughs> there will always be Westy. Yeah, he will play until he's forty-six. He could, no doubt about that. He could. He will. Don't worry. He, he, will. he will. At
1: some level, you'd think,
0: wouldn't you? Mm.
1: Like he's definitely the guy who'll go and play another ten years in the country or something. Oh, he's
0: a rocket Maynard, sort of. Uh, yeah, he'll play till he's sixty-seven or something. Yeah. No yeah, idea. probably. Uh, is it because no? This is uh, this is great news. This is finally what we've been wanting. Um, for so long is uh, out back flanker in key forward. Yeah, thank God.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's it's very nice. Mm. Um, um, right. we're, playing, we're, we're playing more than four anyway.
0: That's it. Uh, Schultzenfest, Fest. Did Todd Marshall disguise himself as a poorly skilled midget in his mid twenties at training during the week so that Ken would pick him?
1: I think he walked around on his knees all training. <laughs>
0: Quite possibly. I think um, I think Ken forgot his glasses, and on the selection whiteboard, he, he thought Marshall actually said Mitchell. If He forgot that he delisted oh. Kane Mitchell last year yeah. and moved his name yeah. into the team. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good call. <laughs> yeah. Um, Andre, Howard last week and Marshall this week, along with uh, Power Pepper finally rested. Do you think words came down from KT after the showdown debacle that the uh, 2017 status quo up until then, was not working and it needs to change?
1: Uh, I don't we know. that necessarily.
0: A... We've had a couple of questions like that uh, in okay. regards to have things come down from up above uh, to sort your shit out, basically. I'm not, not too sure. I don't know. I, I don't think... think so.
1: Look, I mean, I know that in other seasons, and not necessarily us, I'm thinking of other teams mostly, that about three or four weeks out from finals is when you start really planning for finals. Um, and maybe that's just what's happened. We've looked at our, we looked at what we've done so far in the year. Looked at the teams we're actually going to be playing against because we can discard. This is a good part. We can discard ten teams from our from our cares immediately. We don't have to give a shit about anything that they can do as far as match ups. We can focus on the good sides. Yeah. Um, and so we need to look at what the good sides do. And as we've said, the good the sides that have been beating us most consistently this year all have things in common. So we need to know how to beat them. Otherwise, we are screwed in finals. And I think that's what this is really addressing. It might have come from up high, but. In time, Oh, it's like hardly possible. It just came from um, standard coaching practice, which is to, you know a month out from finals. If you look like you're going to make them, start planning for them because otherwise you're screwed.
0: Yeah. Well, I think that's pretty fair. I don't think anything would have come down from, um, from up above. And I remember no. KT, when we interviewed him last year, he said um, that he completely stays out of that sort of thing because uh, it's not his role to uh, sort of interact in, in that way. Um, so he leaves that to the people that should be making those decisions. So um as I said why these decisions have been made now and not a little while ago when we still couldn't beat good teams um I'm not too sure but um better late than never I suppose
1: I think that's I think that's having an unclear view of your list management um I think I think there's still a problem in the fact that we didn't at least address the the fact that we had uh unexposed depth in the result of injuries so if we had a key injury to a Ruckman or a key for that we We didn't have any actual depth that had AFL experience, um, apart from Lobby, which I'm not counting. Uh, Yeah, I think that that is something that was certainly something we have overlooked during the year. Um, The fact we're addressing it now doesn't mean we're actually looking at that old issue now. uh, For me, I think it means we're looking at a more current issue in a timely fashion.
0: Yep. Fair enough. Uh, Papagallo, which ports, player past or present, should be the next James Bond? (laughs) I reckon,
1: if you want should or do you think would be most likely to think they could pull it off? Because I reckon, I don't know, I reckon, I reckon Chad Corns would reckon he could pull it off.
0: <laughs> yeah, reckon, that's true. <laughs> that is true. I, yeah. I
1: reckon Jacob Surgeon would be right up there. Um, yeah. And of current players, Chad Wingard. <laughs> yeah, for sure.
0: I've said Matty <laughs> Promise because I thought he always had that sort of suave look about him. Uh,
1: nah, nah. You see, it's, gotta be, it's more about personality than looks. Absolutely, yeah. it's more about more about personality. Like you've got to be a bit of a prick, yeah? So yeah. <laughs> If you're James Bond, like you've still gotta be a little bit a little bit smug, a little bit, you know, very confident. Um and many promise like I think that, you know, he's a very handsome guy, but he's just really a really good bloke. That was it. That was yeah. his whole secret. He was just a really nice bloke, and that's not James Bond.
0: True, that's true. Paul Northeast for the lulls, that's what I gotta say.
1: <laughs> Stephen Carter. <laughs> Nigel Feagett.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Nigel Feagett. <laughs> That would be perfect. Figgott. Nigel <laughs> Figgott. Oh, that'd
1: be. Perfect. Oh, oh there's, there's got to be better than that. Who am I thinking of? Not Spiro Malacheles. Um, Spiro. Don't know. Don't know. I'm sure oh, there's yeah. some really ridiculous ones. Mm.
0: Uh, Power Girl, what should I do with my quite excessive amounts of free time now that football season is drawing to a close this year?
1: I just want to first of all say on Spreaker Chat, someone said Rowan Smith, which would be fantastic. <laughs> Smithy. Oh, uh, be
0: what do you do with free
1: time? Um, uh, listen to the Bunta Vista Socialist Club podcast. That's quite entertaining. Um, it's theoretically about Australian politics. Um, if it was told by, if it's like a conversation between me and Dylan, but done by funny people, um, it's probably in that category. Uh, I enjoyed that. Um, I've been listening to a, a band on Spotify, Slavic Soul Party. Um, they're kind of strange and interesting. Um, the Crooked Fiddle Band, they're kind of good too. They're sort okay. of weird, folky strings. They're Australian. They're nice. Hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Dylan's listened to the podcast I talked about, and he says it's the bad version of Chapo, which is probably accurate. Hmm. Um, hmm. Yeah, that's what I would suggest. Listen, to, Listen to stuff like that and go outside and, you know, do stuff. Walk, walk in the sun and walk in parks and, and marvel at the fact that there's no people wearing Crows Guernseys, although of course if they were in a the premiership they'll be wearing Crows Guernseys all summer long. Um,
0: yeah. And then you would want to stay yeah. inside. I then you stay would, inside and listen to, to podcasts and music. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah look right. the Premier League started, NFL's around the corner, so that if uh, the crows do win the flag and you do need to stay inside the house twenty four hours a day, there will be plenty mm-hmm. for you to do. That's for sure.
1: I remember, I just want to say one thing on the Crows winning the Premiership, which is that I remember going to the cinema with some friends that didn't follow football on Grand Final Day, I think one of 97 or 98, and it was like a zombie movie when you come out, because it was the cinemas that used to be Harley Street. Um, so we literally you go in it's dead quiet and you come out and then the world is just completely in chaos Um, (laughs) complete complete night of chaos on Highley Street Um, it was absolutely absolutely the opening of a a, a, you know disaster film or a zombie film or something Mm. like that oh my god what are all these things
0: yeah
1: (laughs) where's my gun
0: yeah 97 and 98 were horror movies that's for sure
1: Uh, uh, oh I was shocking
0: Mm. Uh, Q Power given we are playing the dogs and Razor is umpiring could we about to uh, to suffer the biggest rogering the umpires have given any AFL team in two thousand and seventeen?
1: Well, I did have a quick look, and I think that the dogs are right, are right at the top of the freeze hall. Um, the yeah, yeah,
0: Just really something shocking. Something completely different. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, yeah, yeah. I think that that's entirely possible.
0: It's entirely so. possible. Yeah, look, if if it looks like we're going to win and. Uh, Bob, Bob Murphy's not going to get his farewell in his hometown. Then, uh, look, uh, bring on Razor Ray, that's for sure. I'm sure he'll pull something out of his ass and uh, uh, give them a couple of free kicks straight in front of goal just to make things interesting.
1: And it's new ground, so to be fair, the umpires have to learn the ground as well as the players do. Um, yeah. You know, where the light falls, what sort of thing like that. Um, yeah. Mm. Yeah, Cow- they've, got to learn it. they've got to learn the ground, so...
0: Pommy Power, is this team yeah. named today other than Billy Frampton, the team Big Footy has wanted all year?
1: I reckon it'd be close.
0: Would be pretty damn close, that's for sure.
1: Yeah, pretty
0: close.
1: Mm. Oh well let me look. I'll just have a quick look and see if there's any deadwood, because I don't think that I think this is probably the least dead woody week. I
0: would say Jake would, Need uh, out and uh Need out and Impy In would be probably the prime Big Footy team, I reckon.
1: I reckon Need Framley.
0: Yeah, that, that would yeah. be mine, but I reckon Bigfooty would have uh, imps imps back in.
1: Yeah, and uh, depending on the week, Westhoff out and Prampton in. Mm.
0: Yeah. Uh, Power, Power, Power is asked, uh, has Ken now levelled up to his uh, troll status to 60? He's now dropping everyone we've been asking for the last 19 weeks and is debuting everyone uh, we've been asking for 19 weeks as well? Uh, we already answered that one, pretty much, so...
1: Yeah, no, I think it's more to do with um, looking at what we have to face in finals and making sure that we're able to when we do.
0: Nah, he's trolling. Definitely trolling. Uh, Dylan 8, is the quadrangle of doom back?
1: I really hope not, because that means someone has to be... Um, oh, who was the big useless forward from North Adelaide? What was his name?
0: Daniel Stewart.
1: Daniel Stewart, yeah. I mean, someone has to be Daniel Stewart. I really I don't want us to have another Daniel, Daniel Stewart. Stewart. Was he was never good, macker. He was never good.
0: He was never good, but I was still a fan. I liked him. He was a good guy. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) He was a nice fella. He was a nice guy.
1: Yeah,
0: I'm sure. I'm sure. Pep has asked, what do you think is going on with Jackson Tringove? Having never been dropped before, I imagine it has been a bit of a shock. Do you think he can find form again and play finals? Is he a required player going forward?
1: He's not a required player. He could play in finals. Um, We could get hit by the injury bug. You never know. If that happens, then all bets are off. Um, And and anyone could play.
0: I think he'll be back next week, to be honest. I think uh, it'll be in Trengove, out Marshall next week. Or and, in Trengove, out Howard. Uh, yeah, maybe. And uh, do I think he's a required player? Yes, I do. I don't. I do.
1: I think he's highly tradable.
0: Yeah, I, I can see your point that he is highly tradable. Um, even though he won't be traded, he can walk anywhere.
1: Well, that's all right, um, we'll get- but I still, that's one, I still think
0: he is a required player. I think he
1: he's a non-required player, I think, by definition, because he doesn't have a role on the side where we can't play someone better suited to that role.
0: Mm. Fair enough. That's all the questions I've got.
1: Okay. Wow. That was quick. Yes. Um, Dylan has just earned a, a spot in my black book because he's just said that uh, Charlie Dixon's the new General Stewart, which that's <laughs> terrible. That is absolutely sure. atrocious comment. Dealer. Really, really, really holy mm. What is he talking about? That is just so <laughs> ludicrous. That's awful. How could anyone say that about my Charlie Dixon? That's so mean. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Oh, dear. All right. Look, we'll move on to the final. Yeah, Dylan's trying says, sorry, sorry, I'm trying to delete it. Good. Um, moving on to the final wrap, I guess. Uh, again, if anyone had more stats,
0: we could have gone the regular link.
1: Um. Who's your winning side? What's your margin? And who's your highest score for Port Adelaide, Mecca?
0: I'm quite bullish about this one. I think uh, we've got Ooh. a team ready to go. I think we will win this game. And we will win by 37 points. And I'm going to say Todd Marshall with four goals will be the biggest scorer. And wow. Big Footy will melt down for good reasons.
1: Okay. I'm going to say Port are going to win, but I reckon it's going to be by three goals. Okay. Um, And that's not because we play shit. I think it's just because it's going to be in Ballarat. It's going to be cold. It's going to be windy. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Um, It's going to be pretty contested. uh, And it might be a lot of back and forth in midfield and not a lot of goals and a lot of points.
0: Um, If Todd Marshall um, kicks four goals on debut, will that surpass Johnny Butcher's six goals in his second game as the greatest Port Adelaide moment of all time?
1: It's going to depend on the goals. It's going to depend on the goals. Like, if he if he roosts one from outside fifty or he kicks one from the pocket in a in a gale, um yes definitely, um it really depends it really depends I
0: mean I, I guess so if he reality... takes some contested marks and kicks four goals I'm I will I will literally become a puddle and someone's going to have to mop me up and ring me well, out. Well,
1: okay, <laughs> that'll be yeah incredible. I guess that would be really good if he does do that. I certainly hope he yeah. does. Um if he gets four Joe G- the Goose Joe G- the Goose goals what do you think? Then.
0: Well, it depends what else he does. Like if that's all he does is four kicks, four goals, and four Joe the Goose goals, then um, that'll be a concern. Um, if he does a bit more than that, I don't know. I will i don't know. If he can take sort of five or six marks and kick kick a couple of goals, I'll be happy.
1: Um, Go winning, Who's going to win? Winning side, winning side port, margin three goals, highest goalkeeper port. I didn't actually get around to saying it before, but um, what I did say was that I think it's going to be a... A cold, windy day. I think it's going to be very closely fought. I think there'll be a lot of ball going between half back lines and, and a lot of points kicked. So I don't think it'll be a huge margin. High scoring for Port Adelaide. I reckon it's going to be Charlie Dixon. I know it's I know it's not exciting, but this is one of those games where he'll be up against an opponent he can beat. Um, yeah, no, he'll kick at least oh, three, at least three, three plus.
0: Let's call That's it. it. So, Fear Factor, which Port player should Ballarat be most concerned about this week? Um, for me, I will say it's got to be Paddy Ryder, doesn't it? Um, because, look, he's coming up against Jordan Ruffhead. Um, it's about time Ryder bounces back um, in big fashion in, a, in an important game. Uh, I think we need him. Which uh, Port player that... should Ballarat be most com- uh, concerned about?
1: Ah, uh, well, Holly White's. <laughs> He's okay. been out of form. If he gets on top, if, if they can't even get a win in midfield, then they are boned. So I think that's actually still really important for them. But realistically, I think it's going to be Paddy Ryder. I'd love to say yeah. Wines, but it's going to it's going to be Ryder because they, be they're, they're up against it with Ryder. Yeah. Um, they'll, they'll, I reckon they'll play um rough head in a negating role on him. Okay. Um, let's just try and jump into him and stuff it up.
0: Fair enough. All uh, right. Uh, which Ballarat player should Paul be most concerned about? Uh look, Jakey Stringer. Um, I still have nightmares about that game at uh, Adelaide Oval last year, uh, where he really tore us apart in that last quarter. Um, so hopefully that doesn't happen again. Um, we won't be stupid enough to put Jared Pollock on him again, I would think. Um, so hopefully someone like Tommy Jonas or um, even Dan Houston wouldn't be too bad on Jakey Stringer, I reckon. Yeah,
1: uh,
0: and which Ballarat
1: player should be most concerned about, I reckon that uh, would probably have to be Marcus Bontempelli because for the reasons we already mentioned earlier in the podcast, um, yep. he is he is everything.
0: Yep. If, we
1: could, if we can shut
0: him out, oh, they're done. Done Fair like enough. a dinner. Fair enough. Um, and Quiet Achiever, who is going to put in the game of high standard that may not wow the crowds? I'm going to say Carl Amon this week, um, who's going to have uh, not a lot of the ball. I'm going to say between 12 and 15 touches. Uh, but he's going to make every touch count, as he usually does, and uh, he's going to hit Todd Marshall on the chest three or four times, um, which is uh, which is what um, which is what we all want.
1: Okay, quite achiever is going to be Darcy Van Jones because he's been in a different form. Uh, yes, yeah, good true. old fast. I really hope he does. I, I really like because for this year, I don't think there's been a Darcy does- Van Jones game where you can go, oh, yeah, that was a great game. I think he's just been in a lot of okay efforts and a lot of a couple of new yeah, ones. Yeah. Um, so I would like him to have a really
0: big week. Any other games that I'm looking forward to? Well, yes, there's uh, there's plenty this week. Look, who can look past the Crows in Sydney? Um, top of the table clash there. Um, who's going to win? I don't know. I think the Crows um, have the advantage playing at home. Um, I think they'll seal up uh, top spot with that with that win, and uh, that'll hopefully open the door um, for top four for Port Adelaide. Um, GWS and West Coast that's one which uh, might be a little bit of an underrated game I reckon um, that should be interesting and uh, also Frio Richmond come on Frio do the job let's do it I'm all all—I'm on the Dockers bandwagon this week uh, that's for sure so right. thank you
1: for listening in
0: until next um, time
1: until next time and can't pour. and if you're in if, if you go going to the Ballarat game make lots of, lots of noise get right up them yeah um they don't like the cold steel right off them, uh, so they get right into it.
0: I think it's and time, go Marshall. Marshall. I think it's time. Marshall,
1: Marshall, R.I.P. Butch.
0: Goes, around, goes back. Lockwood can unload. Oh, he goes for top. The old barrel. What a kick from Bowen Lockwood. We did that top from. Well, they put on held the ball up. They had no one to kick it to. There was about four or five.